Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, you are listening to the podcast that's the exclusive home for the Columbus Rapids, Columbus River Dragons, and Columbus State Cougars basketball. I also talk Chattahoots and Lions on this show, too. I'm broadcasting live from Columbus, Georgia. Hey, how is everybody doing on this Wednesday morning? This is the Sports Beat, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and I am excited about this show because... For the first time in 20 years, my co-host from the Up All Night Show will be a guest on today's show. You heard it. That's right. Brad Page is going to be a guest on my podcast. We recorded it earlier this week. I will have that later in the show. But first, we do have a great show to talk about. NFL football that occurred on Tuesday night. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the games because... I'm not in the Seattle market, the L.A. market, the Washington market, or the Philly market. But yes, both those games were on Fox, and both games had playoff implications. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington football team 27-17. They're now 7-7 on the season. Jalen Hurts had three touchdowns. And now the Philadelphia Eagles are in contention, back in contention for the playoffs. And one thing they do, they do very well, is they run the football. And that Jalen Hurts, he knows how to run the football. The Los Angeles Rams, despite a controversial call at the end, defeat the Seattle Seahawks 20-10, and the Rams hold on to that fifth seed. They're now tied with the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West. And Seattle is pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. They are. they 5-9, and nine, they're done. And the future of Pete Carroll is in jeopardy. I mean, they could finish strong, but this was a game they had to have if they wanted to sneak into the playoffs. I really love the NFL football. We have a Thursday night game, the San Francisco 49ers, 8-6, and six, taking on the Tennessee Titans, 9-5 and five, in Nashville. Really excited about that game. It'll be a Thursday night game. And the matchups I want to see, I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo going up against that Tennessee defense. Bud Dupree is going to be back. And Tennessee's not going to have Derrick Henry, but Donta Foreman is a pretty good running back. A.J. Brown should be back in the lineup. This is going to be an exciting game. I'm actually shocked that the 49ers are an early favorite. I'm going to talk about that game, too, with Brad later on the show. He's a big Titans fan, by the way. We did have some major upsets in college basketball, men's college basketball and women's college basketball. Davidson upset the 10th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide 79-78. And, of course, more games postponed and canceled due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Omicron is real, folks, and we're starting to see more cancellations. The NHL has postponed their season till after Christmas. The NHL also decided they're not going to send NHL players to the Winter Olympics in Beijing for 2022. 
I mean, this pandemic is still going on. It feels like it's 2020. In the National Basketball Association, you had the Miami Heat beating the Indiana Pacers 125-96. to Hey, the Hawks play tonight. Hopefully, they take on the Orlando Magic. That game against the Cleveland Cavaliers was postponed as Trey Young went into COVID protocol. Two more players have gone into COVID protocol for the Atlanta Hawks. That would be Clint Capella and Danilo Gallinari. And the Hawks signed Lance Stevenson to a 10-day contract. I I hope that the Hawks end up playing the Lakers because I just want to see Lance Stevenson blow in LeBron's ear. That's what he's known for. I mean, come on. Anyway, um, the Los Angeles Lakers, they it's just been pathetic. 16-16 and 16 on the year, getting blown out by the Phoenix Suns. And it's just laughable. Okay, so the Brooklyn Nets, they got their game canceled by the Washington Wizards, and that game on Christmas might be in jeopardy. But who is going to be a replacement player that's going to come in? Because I don't want to see games canceled in the NBA. And NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said that we are not pausing the season. We are going to move on. Hey, college football. We had Wyoming beating Kent State 52-38. to And then San Diego State beat UTSA to win the Frisco Bowl. So congratulations to them. Looking at the one bowl game today, the Missouri Tigers taking on the Army Black Knights of West Point. Army is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Missouri, who got in. They got bowl eligible. Then they rattled off wins over South Carolina, Florida. It's a great day because I have a great guest on the show. Uh, Brad Page and I go way back, and I'm talking back when we were both broadcasting students at Fried Harman University in 1999. That's how far back that we go. And we were in a broadcasting class together, and we decided to do a little show called the Up All Night Show. And 20 years later, it still resonates to this day. I have an Up All Night Show Facebook page. I've got all the archived videos I found the VHS tapes of the Up All Night show, and about 10 years ago, I converted them to a video file. I guess you would call it an MP4. So I converted it to a video file, and see, I don't even know what it's called anymore. And lo and behold, I had the video file, and I uploaded it to the Facebook page. We had a total of eight episodes, and we actually had a ninth episode But the tape got ruined. Yes, the year was 2001, and there was tape. A VHS tape in the recorder got ruined. I even remember who the guest was on that show. It was Chris Walker. And after that, because all that hard work of producing that show, and we were getting ready to put it on the air, enough was enough. I just decided to quit. I pulled a Dave Chappelle. And Brad Page did the show with Travis Creasy, who Travis Creasy actually has a very successful podcast with Ben Hayes. I highly recommend it. His podcast is called, hang on a second, I'm going to plug his podcast because I'm all about supporting other people's podcasts on this show. Their podcast is called Helping Healing Humor with Ben and Travis. And you can download it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? I think it's about that time to go ahead and take a break. So when we come back, I will have Brad Page on the show, and we're just going to have some fun. 
Stick around, everybody. Back for a commercial break. Welcome back to the show. I am Richard Holdridge. Today's guest, you are in for a treat. 20 years in the making, my guest on the show is Brad Page, the host of the Up All Night Show. We were hosts together on just a silly TV show on the campus of Freed Harmon University that aired in the year 2000. We had eight episodes. The final episode aired in September of 2001. Brad, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Richard. Man, it's been a while, as you know, 20 years. Like, oh my, you know. It's been 20 years, and I know that I've learned a lot in my broadcasting career. I didn't think that I would be where I'm at, but luckily, I have come back. As, as many of you know, I joined the military and took a little bit of a break. But in the last couple of years, things have been moving for me. I've been doing this podcast for two years now. I've also got some job offers in broadcasting where I'm the public address announcer for a local basketball team in Alabama. And I'm also the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids indoor soccer team that has gone into existence this year in the National Indoor Soccer League. And Brad, what have you done with your broadcasting career since you left Reed Harmon? Well, um, really, it's been a whole bunch of stuff, not just broadcasting. I've done a lot of different things besides broadcasting, mainly pharmacy. My dad's a pharmacist, so I've helped him out a lot. Um, I've been a youth minister for a while. Um, I've just been doing a lot of different things, and I um, I was working at a, a Jats and Generals game, which used to be the Diamond Jats, the Double uh, A affiliate of the uh, I think it was the Seattle Mariners, who had a team in Jackson and uh, Tabitha Hampton, and she was the one that said, "Hey, they're needing some help at WBBJ. Are you interested?" Like, sure. So. Um, you know, I applied and uh, they got back with me. They said I will have to do the morning shift. I will have to get up at uh, like uh, 3 a.m. every day and come in. But I've been doing that for about nine years and I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm the uh, morning side director of Good Morning West Tennessee. Uh, we have uh, two directors and I'm one of them. And uh, I really enjoy working with everybody. Uh, just trying to keep them all in line. But we have a lot of fun and I'm very blessed to be doing what I've been doing for for so long. That's great to hear, Brad. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you're able to do broadcasting. I know people, when they're listening to this podcast, especially people we went to Freed Harbor with, think that we never met. Like, we haven't met face-to-face in 20 years. That is not true. I don't know if you remember, Brad, when we were at last the Leaders Convention, and I introduced you to my wife, and lo and behold, we did meet. But this has been 20 years in the making. (laughs) We finally... Have, I guess you would call it an up all night show reunion. Yep. But yep. it it's kind of silly. I look back, we were young, we were kids, we were having fun, we were both passionate about broadcasting, and we were doing it for school credit, but the show just took off. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we decided and to have a little fun to see, you know, um, maybe we could try this, you know, <laughs> try to do some fun stuff, try to, you know, interview guests and it gives somebody something to watch late at night. You remember? <laughs> you remember all I the do people? Remember. You know, one something late to watch, uh, something to watch late at night, you know. So uh, I'm glad to find I, I do remember, Brad. Yeah. I, I don't want to try to get emotional here, but I yeah. mean, we weren't the first. There was Late Night with Chris Vernon. Many That's of you know right. Chris Vernon is a successful oh, sports broadcaster awesome. in Memphis. He's got oh, yeah. his radio show. I listened to it. He sounds amazing. And unfortunately, his co-host, the late Ronnie Sane, uh, Ronnie Sane was a colleague of ours. He was a great guy. Unfortunately, right. he passed away in the year 2005. 
it really shook all of us to lose such a great guy in Ronnie Sane. He has ties with my wife. He also went to Faulkner. So my wife's brother knew Ronnie very well at Faulkner. I got you. Well, Brad, I know that you are a big sports fan, and this is a sports podcast. I know that you are a big Tennessee Titans, Memphis Grizzlies, and Tennessee Vols fan. We're going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies because they have been on an incredible winning streak, doing it without their star player, Ja Morant. I know they lost to the Portland Trailblazers last night. It snapped a five-game winning streak. But the Memphis Grizzlies have been very impressive, and they've always been impressive. I remember living in Memphis shortly, and I've gone to some Grizzlies games at the FedEx Forum, seeing – and I'm really aging myself here, Brad – seeing Pau Gasol play for the Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) Yeah, man. Pau Gasol, Stromel Swift, (laughs) you know – Man, yeah, just all those old players. Um, I'm trying to think around that era of Palgasol. But, yeah, man, I'm I'm impressed of the way they've come together, not just relying on John Morant. You know, they've all uh, come together playing really hard, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens when John Morant does come back, you know, if they can keep this streak up. But, uh, you know, I've always appreciated the uh, toughness and the grit and grind, you know, that they have when they always play. You are a huge Tennessee Volunteers fan. Oh, man. And I've been, uh, since nine years old or so. <laughs> yeah. Now, I admit, Brad, I, when I first moved to Tennessee, when I went to Freed Harmon in 1999, the Tennessee Volunteers just won a national championship. So yep. it was easy to jump on the bandwagon and to root for Tennessee because they were on TV while I was a student at Freed Harmon. I enjoyed watching them, and I've been living in Georgia since 2006. So, oddly enough, because I live in Georgia, I jumped on the bandwagon because it's the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, you're not really rooting for Georgia Tech unless you went there or you live in Atlanta. So, Georgia was the big the get in the state of Georgia, although I do live on the border of Alabama and Georgia, because I live in Columbus. So we have a mixture of Alabama fans, Auburn fans, and Georgia fans. I know Alabama and Georgia are probably your two biggest hated rivals, but uh, would you count Florida in that too? Like, who's your most hated rival as a Tennessee fan? Well, growing up in the 90s, Florida always beat us, especially in the early 90s with uh, Spurrier. We couldn't stop his offense. And it seemed like it always came down to Tennessee – and Florida win the SEC East, always in, in, in the 90s. And now, yeah, I would definitely say Florida, Georgia. But, you know, through, through ages, it's always been Alabama. You know, Alabama's probably our most hated rival, I guess, because everybody around here is, you know, is either Roll Tide or Go Vols, you know. But there's a lot of Alabama fans that live in Tennessee and uh, it seems like they've really rooted for Alabama since Saban has come to Alabama and got, got on the roll like he has there. And um, But I'm, I'm still sticking with Tennessee. I'm very proud of what Hoppel is doing. Hoppel's done a great job uh, with uh, this team this year, especially from going three and seven last year. Um, to go to seven and five is just a huge turnaround. And uh, they're competing in every game especially with the high-powered offense that he brings. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how how they do um, next year. They've done pretty good in recruiting, you know, I believe a top 15 class at least. 
So they've done pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see how he can keep it up through uh, next year. And uh, I'm proud that Tennessee is – it seems like they're on the way back. You know, they're back on track, you know, uh, competing in, in the East and just see where it goes from there. I think the SEC East is back on track because Florida yeah. hit a home run yeah. hiring Billy Nate. I think he's going to compete in that SEC East with Kirby Smart at Georgia yeah. and Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Yeah. And don't sleep on Kentucky. Mark Stoops has really brought back Kentucky to life. They're actually playing in the New Year's Day bowl game. Yeah. And Kentucky, you, you didn't think back in the 90s or the early 2000s that Kentucky would be a force to be reckoned with for the Tennessee Vols. But now they have to worry about Kentucky every year. That's right. That's right. It's always been a tough game playing against Stoops. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's really got the Kentucky back on program. You know, we used to beat him like a drum back in the 90s. <laughs> you know, and earlier, but uh, yeah, Stoops has done a great job, and the SEC is coming back. I mean, the SEC East is coming back, you know. It'd be interesting to see later on how Oklahoma, you know, and Texas does in the SEC, um, but, um, you know, I'm proud of where Tennessee is now, definitely from last year, you know. Last year was a pretty bad year for us Vols fans, but uh, but we're but we're coming back. Yeah, and I, I know, Brad, that you are a passionate Tennessee Titans fan, as uh, I see most of your posts on social media, you're yeah. excited when they win. You're not so excited <laughs> when they lose, like like most of us. And yeah. we got the perfect storm going on this Thursday night, two days before Christmas, because your favorite team is taking on my favorite team. I grew right. up a San Francisco 49ers fan. Uh, I, I guess I was spoiled when I was a kid. They won five Super Bowls, and they had – just winning for 20 years. And then since I left college, they have been terrible except for Jim Harbaugh for a couple of years. And then now Kyle Shanahan brought them to a Super Bowl. But right now, I know it was a tough loss yesterday by the Steelers. Uh, Tennessee Mm -hmm. is trying to fight to get Derrick Henry back. They are trying to stand their ground because here comes the Indianapolis Colts, just a game behind them in the AFC South. And Tennessee needs this game, but the 49ers also need this game to secure their playoff spot. Because right now, nobody wants to play the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and that run game and their physical defense. Now, I'm shocked about this because this is a short week for the 49ers. They're going into Nashville. I'm kind of curious to see how many 49ers fans make that trip to Nashville. But the 49ers are an early favorite. Brad, are you surprised? Not surprised. I'm not surprised based on the way, you know, Tennessee's played the last few weeks. I mean, our offense has been has struggled. When we played uh, Jacksonville, I mean, we, we were lucky to shut them out, but our defense is what has kept us in the past few games. You know, being without Julio, being without him, and many other players, you know, that we forward, our defense is what's been keeping us in the game. So now, Yesterday was pretty bad with the fumbles and turnovers we had, you know, and we had the chance to lock up, you know, eventually the number one seed in the, in the AFC. But um, like you said, the, the Colts are, are staring us down and, and coming right at us, you know. So we do need this game uh, <laughs> Thursday night really bad, you know, and we're just waiting for Henry. You know, we're hoping he does come back, but this team can just turn around and, and roll like they were. You know, I was very surprised – when uh, Henry was out against the Rams, they went to L.A. and they beat them. I forgot the score of that one, but, uh, you know, they had Adrian Peterson <laughs> uh, at that time and for just a short term. 
And it was amazing how they could beat the Rams and beat the Chiefs like they did without Henry. But now it's, it's kind of catching up to him. You know, the, the, the injuries are really catching up to him. And they're really waiting on Henry to get back. And um, we'll just see what, what they can do when they do get to the playoffs. Um, but it is a huge game Thursday night. They really need to win this one and uh, just see where they can go from there. Absolutely. I do like the Tennessee Titans running back, Dante Foreman. He actually rushed for over 100 yards against yeah. the Steelers. Didn't yeah. it seem like in that game, the Titans were up 13-3. to I felt like they were controlling that game for most of the game. And then all of a sudden, Ben Roethlisberger, the old Ben Roethlisberger comes <laughs> back. And that Steelers magic, and they're playing yeah. in Pittsburgh, and that defense stepped up and got the turnovers. Like T.J. Watt got a big sack. Joe Hayden made a big play. Ryan Tannehill threw an interception. Seemed like it was just steamrolling and it was inevitable that they would lose that game. Although they did have a chance to win that game at the end, but they were stopped, right? It was like a couple of inches and they would have picked up the first down. Yeah, I know. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, <laughs> but, um, you know, just how it goes. <laughs> um, Stewart, Pittsburgh has always been a tough tough team to play for us we've always we've always struggled with playing, playing Pittsburgh you know Roethlisberger had uh, enough time before halftime for them to get a field goal to drive it down to get a field goal like okay you know we're really going to need touchdowns to put them away but we just couldn't and uh, that's how it goes well Brad it's been a pleasure just talking sports with you and reminiscing about the up all night show and let's not wait another 20 years to do another oh, yeah. show no I love uh, to we do got, this. definitely got to do this again Sometimes. Yeah, we'll do it again whenever you need me. Uh, as a guest, I'll be happy to, to chime in <laughs> the best I can, man. It's good to hear from you, man. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad your family's doing well. I'm glad you're staying safe and everything. And uh, I'm very proud of you, man. I'm very proud of the way uh, you've uh, accomplished a lot of things, man. I'm very proud of the things you're doing, you know, and just keep it up, man. You're doing great. And I'm very proud of you, too, Brad. Thank and you, I man. Wish you the best of luck and and everything that you're doing in your career. Uh, Thank it's, you. it's always going to be great. You're doing great things. Thank um, you, man. Thank you. All right. That was Brad Page, the former host of the Up All Night Show, uh, local TV 40 on Freed Harmon. It was such a great show. Check out our Facebook page because I have some archived videos. They're kind of funny, but we kind of just laugh at each other, you know, because we were kids back then. And that's always great to hear. So thank you for joining us. And I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.